once you tell somebody how you fell into it, make sure you tell them why you fell in love with it and continue Mm. to be a payroll professional. Welcome to our podcast, It's About Payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and Walter William Duncan III. Whether you're new to the payroll game or a seasoned veteran, we have something for you. Welcome back, folks. Episode 101. This is a really great one. Payroll Conversations with Jody Parsons. Oh, man, I'm so excited for this episode. But before we get into that, sir, how you doing? I'm great. How about yourself, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, Before we get into our episode, time for a payroll news update. All right. I'm going to start this off. I have an article from CBS News, and it's talking about pay raise increases for 2024. I got a couple of trends and stats for you. So the number number one key point here is salary increase trends. Employers in the U.S. are planning an average salary increase of 4% for the year 2024, slightly lower than the prior year of the prior year's average of 4.4% but higher than increases seen in previous years. Various consulting firms, including WTW and Corn Ferry, uh, predict median salary hikes of around 4% for 2024, which is higher than increases over the past decade. So I think that's fascinating. I think that is good that increases are on the up. And so I think that is a thing, especially in today's economic climate. With the inflation and the prices being what they are, it seems like some companies are raising their pay for their employees, which is great. Number two, industry variances. Salary increases vary significantly by industry, with engineers seeing larger raises approaching 5%, compared to sectors like retail and education, which receive smaller increases. Uh, Federal workers are slated to receive a 5.2 increase this year, likely due to efforts to close the wage gap with the private sector. That's great for federal workers as well. Them getting their money, they deserve to be paid. When you think about that, those are the postal workers, those are the government politicians, those people that are paid through the government for the things that they do. So they definitely need that as well. Drivers of pay raises. Three, inflation. Although lower than the previous year, it is still pressuring wages with households needing thousands more annually to maintain their standard of living compared to three years ago. The tight labor market exacerbated by pandemic-related force exits is prompting employers to offer more competitive pay raises to retain talent. We just talked about that in our prior episode, episode 100, where we talked about turnovers. And so that's good to see that more companies are being more thoughtful about competitive pay raises to retain those high performers, those top tier talent people. Number four, additional benefits and flexibility. Beyond salary increases, employers are offering greater job flexibility with many providing options for remote in-office or hybrid work setups likely as a part of efforts to keep employees satisfied and to retain them. So as we know, thanks to COVID, the remote has become a thing. Hybrid work has become a thing. And I think that it's here to stay. 
there has been some pushback in some industries and some companies that are saying had the return office, RTO, return to office move. But there's been a lot of turnover for some of those companies as well because employees are like, hey, I've gotten used to this way of life with yeah. remote and hybrid. So yeah. that's what I want to maintain. And some of them are even willing to take less money in order to have their life set up the way that they want with their job. So that's yeah. um, something to think about. And then my last one is number five, long-term wage growth concerns. While recent above average pay hikes are beneficial, they do not fully address long-standing issues of stagnant wage growth in the U.S. The Americans still struggling to pay bills and a majority reporting that their income has lagged behind inflation over the past year. There's a stat that we put out that we always refer back to in the show, and it's that 70% of our fellow Americans, including ourselves, live paycheck to paycheck. There's another stat out there that says that making six figures, making 100K, it's not enough these days, and that it's not enough for the middle class to be able to afford to buy a home these days. So that's part of the American dream. Yep. And right now, a lot of people are not uh, able to actualize that because their wages have not kept up with inflation, unfortunately. So that's my news update. That's good, man. Good stuff, bro. Good stuff. Tough conversations. This episode is presented by Time Track Go, the simply better employee time clock software that is going to make your life easier. In addition to the unique graphical employee time card that helps you quickly identify and fix mistakes, TimeTrack Go is excited to announce it's now compatible with QuickBooks Desktop, providing effortless data transfer and reduced errors. TimeTrack Go will not only save you time and money each week, but the easy-to-understand user interface and the ability to turn a tablet into a time clock will get you and your team up and going in just minutes. Find out what a simply better solution can do for your business. To learn more and sign up for your 14-day free trial, go to www.timetrackgo.com. That's www.timetrackgo.com. Or you can call 888-321-9922. That's 888-321-9922. Let's go. Yeah. Thank you for that. Mine is quick. Paycom has a product out there called Betty, and they're popular in the U.S. They're still growing, of course. And Betty is awesome. And I've been intrigued from Betty from day one because it's it lets employees drive the process. It's a new level of employee self-service on the time and attendance piece. Right. It, it, I love that. I love employee self-service. I think that employees should have a lot more onus on their data and own their information and own their approvals and their hours and things like that. And Betty is that and that's the concept around Betty. But what I don't like about Betty is or Paycom rather is they have a commercial out there. Right. And the commercials are great. I love to see payroll commercials. It definitely elevates the brand like their the game and payroll as a industry but mm. the commercials like, oh you, you, it, the commercial makes it seem like employees doing payroll mm -hmm. and that's just mm -hmm. not the case right that the employee is has some 
with Betty, the employees have a little bit more control over their time and attendance, approvals and controls and things like that. So anywho, shout out to Paycom. I'm still a fan, right? But yeah. not so much of the commercial. But they're, they are expand. Betty expands into the UK. This expansion nice. to the UK reflects their commitment to providing innovative technology that simplifies the lives of employees, enables their clients to better engage their employees, and drives further ROI on a global scale. So congratulations. Wow. Shout out to Paycom for getting into the UK. It's a huge payroll market. As we can see, a lot of our guests, a lot of our partners and counterparts are from the UK. We're constantly yeah. collaborating with payroll professionals across the pond. So I'm so excited to see that expansion for them. So shout out to Paycom and, and Betty. Yeah. That's great news, man. It's great news. Yeah. Thank you for that update, sir. Absolutely. Um, I'm excited for our guest today, Jody Parsons. Like you said, I think she's going to be a great asset to the show. And I'm going to be fascinated to learn her story. Um, yes. I've been following so what do you, her forever. You have nice, nice. Cause, yeah. uh, she's at the Kansas City Royals. Yep. Yep. Nice. Okay, nice. We'll yeah. get into more of her story as we go along. I'm excited to have Jody Parsons on. She's a trusted payroll leader and subject matter expert, experienced payroll educator. I've taken at least two of her courses over the years, committed to increasing payroll's role in strategic business decisions. Man, welcome Jody L. Parsons, CPP, to the show. Jody Parsons has spent the last nine years at almost 10 years now with the Kansas City Royals. She spent three years with ADP. Before that, she was with American Payroll Association, a.k.a. now Payroll Org, for seven years. And she was absolutely an APA president. I can't wait to hear about that. Wow. What an incredible yeah. background. Welcome, Jody Parsons. Just a rock star in payroll. I've followed you, I think, ever since you've been at Kansas City Royals. So. Oh my gosh, welcome to the show. Thank you for honoring us. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. Excited to to join you guys for this time together. Yes, yes. So let's get right into it. How you know, origin I don't get tired of origin stories. How did you get okay. into payroll? Yes. So I had no intention of doing payroll. Ended up at a small company that at the time had maybe 150 employees in my my home state of Iowa, um, was doing accounts payable, and had gotten that process perfected so that I was spending like half my day twiddling my thumbs because I didn't have enough to do. And one of my coworkers that was responsible for payroll one day got up. I heard her walk into the CFO's office and said, see ya, I'm out of here. It's okay, I'll see you tomorrow. She's, nope, not coming back. <gasps> oh, wow. my gosh. And my boss, who was the accounting manager at the time, she was technically the backup for it. And every time that I heard her have to process payroll, I would hear lots of... Explosives. And maybe a few like throwing of pens and shuffling of papers. And so oh I took that as my opportunity to jump yes. in. I said, I'm willing to learn it. 
give it to me. I have the time. And that's how it started. Wow. I am also a former student athlete from the University of okay. Iowa. So okay. being involved in so sports cool. all my life, in order to keep myself interested in challenge, I have to have challenge. Yes. So once I determined that payroll was going to be my career, I started doing research, recognized that professional sports payroll is some of the most challenging payroll out there. And what better way to bring my two loves together than doing payroll in a professional sports team? Yep. Nice. So once I decided that, anytime I would see any sort of job posting for a payroll role with a professional sports team, I would apply for it. Didn't matter wow. if it was West Coast, East Coast, Florida, wherever I would apply. Being a little bit naive at the time, thinking, oh, there's not that many people that would apply for these jobs. Now, being on the other side, it's like people that are really not <laughs> that have certain jobs apply for them because it, particularly in the payroll world, baseball, there's only 29 other people. Like, exactly. Yes. So, so now I'm always thinking, okay, when I applied for, if they even looked at my resume, were they like, okay, which player is she stalking? (laughs) (laughs) And luckily in 2000, early 2014, the payroll position here opened up and was posted. I had come down to the Royals for a job event probably two or three years prior to that. And I came with the intent of seeking out the, to that event. I went to the event with the intent of seeking out HR because we all know who, who gets you in the door, mm-hmm. HR. Yep. So yes. she was all by herself at that event because everyone else went to the hiring manager for the ticket and ticket sales and service and those types of things. So when the job posting did open, I applied through the traditional means, but then I also took the chance that she was still with the organization and that her email convention was the same as the gentleman that had arranged the hiring event in the previous years. And I sent my resume directly to her as well. Awesome. And I truly believe that is more how I got through the door than through the traditional way because there were probably, I bet there were 150, 200, 500,000 of applications and was lucky enough that I had made that connection with her so that I did get in the door. And once I got in the door, as they say, wow. the rest is history. history. Wow. That's a fascinating process it. that you use, a fa- fascinating tool or a way strategy. that you went about, yeah. strategy that you went about doing that. And I think that can be a tip for those younger yes. generations that, yep. to, to go about it the way that you did. So I really find that fascinating. So like when you got in, when you initially started, how was it when you first started there? Was it crazy? Was it a whirlwind? I know you like challenges, but mm-hmm. how was that experience? It's, So I was very lucky. So the gentleman that I was being hired to replace actually stayed on with me from June until he was in the office until February of the following year. And then he was still on payroll 
for March and April. So I had him with me for 10 months. Got a good training. And oh, he, nice. Yeah. And he was with the organization for 37 years, 35 wow. of those years wow. being with payroll and payroll. So it was a blessing to have him with me because particularly in in professional sports, it's a very cyclic yep. process because you have spring training, you have the season, you have the postseason, you have the off season. And within payroll, we already are dealing with cycles of our own, but there's that additional cycle that's added in because of how professional sports season works. So it was eye-opening from the standpoint that baseball is very slow to change. And and I was used to coming in, doing a pretty quick kind of survey of the land and being able to start making changes and process improvements and those types of things. And one of my coworkers that had been at the organization for a long time, but in payroll basically said slow your roll don't come you're at you're being perceived as a bull in a china closet oh wow and so you need to take it down a notch and so i took that to heart and i do think that it helped me adjust to the organization and really take my time in learning about those different processes and those different cycles. Yes. So that was nice. I will tell you October of 2014 was a whirlwind. I don't remember any of it because we actually, I joined in June. I joined in June and in October we're in the world series or postseason for the first time. in I think it was 29 years, something like that. And so it was like, everyone was just in, a buzz. it was just a yeah, buzz the energy office. must have been amazing yeah. yeah and everything i could do to get out the door <laughs> now uh, so jody do you do payroll for the team oh goodness yeah so i'm specifically responsible for our 40-man roster so that's all of your major league players as well as all the travel team that travels with the team And then my lead payroll administrator pretty much takes care of everyone else, including all of our minor league players, as well as the staff that are assigned to those affiliates. Now, in our world, we do not own any of our affiliate teams. So if you were to go to our AAA club in Omaha, Nebraska, the Omaha Storm Chasers, anyone that's working in the stadium, such as ushers, guest attendants, those types of things, those are going to be paid by that affiliate directly. Got I'm it. just paying anyone that plays or coaches on the field. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I have now, I have, what is it, 180 minor league players, I think it is as oh, well. Wow. I think that number's right. It, may, it used to be <laughs> 270. Oh, okay. What, what lose a team? Or- Back in 2020, it got lost in the shuffle, but the minor league organization across all of baseball went through a contraction. And so I went from having seven, seven 
minor league affiliates to now I only have five. I think okay. that's right. So gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. We also saw that you were APA president. Yes. How was that experience? Uh, yeah, for real. That was really amazing. When I joined PAO, used to be APA, I went to my first Congress in 2024, I believe it was, at in Nashville, which we're going back to Nashville this May. So make sure you head to Nashville. It's a fun time. Um, and most people don't know this about me, particularly in in my professional life, but I am really an introvert. At my core. I couldn't and, tell. You could have fooled me. Yeah. Yeah. So when I went to my first Congress, I remember being so inspired and being like, I'm with my people. These yes. are my people. Yes. And I went up after the closing general session to introduce myself to Dan Maddox and introduced myself and said, one day I'm going to be your president. And when I walked, turned around and walked away, I was like, okay, what did I just do? And what did I just say? And, but that's how inspired I was from that time at Congress. Wow. And wow. that has stuck with me. Dan has indicated through the years, that's what has really stuck, was memorable to him. Heck yeah. And so... Just through my continued involvement, starting with the local level and then progressing on to the national level and really being an advocate for the payroll profession, it's what led me to be able to be president. And it was a huge honor wow. getting to travel internationally to represent the payroll profession was amazing. Wow. Going to Canada for the first time to attend their conference getting to go to England and wow. taking part in the CIPP's conference in Wales yes. for a few days and then going back to London, going to a professional soccer game wow. on a Saturday and then getting to go see my 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 Vegas Raiders play oh, yeah. in Tottenham Nuts. for the first professional football team or first game or oh, you were there that had ever occurred in that new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Wow, that's awesome. And then finishing what the out timing. That, wow. And then, yeah, I was like, how can this be happening to me? <laughs> that's so awesome. And then finishing up that trip with spending three days teaching UK payroll professionals about American payroll. And wow. it was just great to make those connections and even get a bit, learn a little bit about their payroll as well and yeah. understand how there's things that are the same and there's definitely things that are different. wildly different. Yes. Yeah. Wildly different. Wow. Oh gosh. So you, so we you had a, he, go ahead, Brian. No, I was just going to say, we just had Max from Pazar on. Oh, and love Max. He's, oh, how, and yeah. one of my favorites, this amazing conversation we had and he was forget what he was saying, but it was like the cat W the tax document is not always driven on the calendar year. Like it's different. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. That blew mm -hmm. my yes. mind. 
Yes. <laughs> they still get paid monthly over there in some cases, oh, yeah. and that's still normal for them. And again, if like had told somebody, if you don't know any other way, then it's, right. it is. But for us, we're like, whoa, wait a minute. We want to get paid we- daily. Forget about earn wage access. We want to be paid daily now. <laughs> So yes. absolutely. Oh my goodness. Wow. Long experience. Yeah. 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 She has such a fascinating story. Oh, that's so amazing. Wow. Yeah. So now yeah. what would you tell someone that wanted to become president of payroll org? Is there like an established road to that? Or do you just got to go get Dan Maddox? <laughs> <laughs> it's never bad to, to make that connection with Dan, obviously. Right. But I think more importantly, it's about becoming part of the payroll community and being visible in the payroll community, whether that be, hopefully it's through volunteering locally at the state and the national level. That's really helpful, but just also making those connections with others within the organization, reaching out to me, reaching out to former presidents or even individuals that you see being very active maybe there's a facebook group for payroll professionals being active in that when you're studying for your certification tests if you're taking classes like boot camp or something like that making those connections with your instructors so that they can see that you're interested and see how much knowledge you have so that you can be visible and be seen and making sure you put your name in the hat when it comes if you're a national member every year i think it's late summer time frame usually or even the fall there's a email that goes out for call for volunteers making sure Mm -hmm. that you put there's a form out on the payroll org website that lets you express your interest in what roles interest you so making sure that you're self-identifying or interested and you want to be more involved because even even through applying for the education grants that are available every year that the top prize is getting all the payroll library as well as being able to attend any of the educational opportunities in person or virtually that you want for a year, that's That's going to show you, that's going to show your initiative as well. And even if you're one, only one that gets a payroll source, it's start. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So you have to have the initiative. You have to put yourself there. That I've been telling people that just, you got raise your hand. Raise your, I, I just had the honor of starting to teach as well for payroll. And I'm telling, don't be afraid to stretch. Don't be afraid to say, hey, boss, I can help with that. I can do that. Mm-hmm. You see your boss struggling Absolutely. with payroll. I can do that. And, and I encourage them. I wouldn't have been, we, neither one of us, because Walt was another one that raises his hand. He never says no to new work, but that's gotten us to where we've been or where we are right now. And right. raise your hand. Just Put yourself out there, do stretch into others. I know like payroll folk always, oh, benefits. And I don't, I'm HR, I, 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 I. no, don't fight. Be a part of it. I've become a 401k expert because I wanted to help out. And oh crap, I got this thing. What did so, Max well, say? What did Max say, Brian? He said that knowledge is meant to be shared. Yeah, yep. yep. not possessed. Yep. So that, that's how we grow. 
We yes. mm-hmm. share amongst ourselves. We share with other yes. payroll professionals. We help each other out. And that's how, that's what is going to, in my opinion, is what is going to improve our careers and, and help us along the way. And yes. thank you for saying that. Yeah. And it I, keeps oh it gosh. fresh as well. Oh, yes. And, and like for me, I'm one of those people that I have to understand the whole process. So mm-hmm. I have to start at the beginning. And I may be in the middle of the process, but I want to see what that whole process looks like. It helps me understand I'm getting ready to probably go through a huge implementation. Mm -hmm. And because I have been here the longest and I understand a lot of the history, how processes started, how they've evolved, Mm -hmm. and now understand, have that knowledge of how the full process works i feel like that's going to be a huge advantage when we go through this process because i'm going to know if we make this change upstream it has these potential impacts not only for me in the payroll department but maybe all the way out to the end where the employee gets their paycheck Yes. Right. And, and so I think that's another area that people don't necessarily understand. Payroll does not live in a vacuum. We right. we rely on everyone in order to make that quote unquote perfect paycheck. That's right. So there's so many opportunities within the payroll function. Yep. That and looking forward to how it's going to evolve over the next several years because of AI yep. technology, technology automation. Yeah. There's huge opportunities again for that younger generation that doesn't realize that we need project managers. Yes. We need data architects. Yes. We need pro- yes. programmers. Yep. Developers, absolutely. Uh, payroll transformation yes. professional. Oh my gosh, it's yes, absolutely. And I, it's so validating. And I thank you because I was again saying, telling the class that and the attendees that you, we need to think about payroll as it pertains to employee life cycle, right? Yes, that right. And that's beginning to end. And where do we fall? What information is critical for us? in that process oh what an amazing yeah so awesome even even like i've done career fairs like for middle school kids and a lot of them are like i got stuck coming talking to the payroll lady (laughs) and i always start my kind of time with them as why do your parents go to work that they and they usually they may not say it but when i say they go so that they get a paycheck so that they can put you, clothe you, so you have a roof over your head, so that you can participate in extracurricular activities. And it starts to click with them. Yep. And I'm like, payroll's the reason people come to work. That's right. Whether they know it or not, yes. at the end of the day, we are the reason that people come to work. Yes. We had a guest on Adrian Resto. That's what yeah, he used to say. His motto is that payroll is life. And at first we didn't really understand where he was coming from, but after sitting down with him and 
recording is the same sentiment that you just shared, uh, Jody. It's yep. payroll impacts so deeply the lives of those people that we pay and service. Like yep. getting, there's a stat out there, I think, that a new employee, after one payroll check error, they start looking for another job. Yep. The one error. Yes. So, so in this life, it is vital for us to get it right. And you going out to the middle school students, it's great for, I think it's a great stepping stone, yeah. a great start to educate them at that age. So they're, so put it in their minds. I don't think there's enough emphasis from the education piece of how no. payroll works and how deep it goes. So thank you for sharing it, that. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Some of the questions that they ask about the profession that I, some of us may not even think about initially. One of the biggest, the two biggest questions that I was asked when I do these are, is it a job that I can earn a good living at? Absolutely. You may walk in the door and it may feel like not very much money. But it's still, you have the opportunity. I will, I will say that I'm in the six figures. There's other individuals. You look at Davia, Davida, I came from, from Laura from Entertainment Partners. She's an executive vice president. She just got back from being in Cannes and at the movie festival in Cannes, France. Oh, wow. Last year at Congress, we had, we had the head of payroll from Tesla speak to us. So absolutely, wow. there are jobs out there that are going to be well-paying jobs. Yeah. yeah the, other the other question that I get from people, do I have to have a college education? And that's where I, as a hiring manager, have to be willing to say, I don't need someone with a college education to fill an entry-level role. As long as you are willing to work, as long as you have a good, can think outside the box, can think strategically, can think analytically, I don't really necessarily care that you have that college education. Right. And you're seeing that not only in payroll, but you're seeing that across the board. Oh, yeah. I believe yes. it. The military just recently dropped their requirement of having a the credits. having yeah. college background or even it used to be you had to have at least a GED. I think mm -hmm. they even dropped that. Mm -hmm. So we as hiring managers, particularly in the payroll profession, need to understand that it doesn't take a college degree to do our work. Yeah, it's nice, but I'd rather have someone that's willing to learn the profession and do a good job them whether or not they have a college degree. Absolutely. It's, yes. it's just the way it is. Yeah. We talk yeah. about that all the time. We've had a, sh we did a show about whether to get the CPP or not the CPP, what that does for you. The two degrees came up and also Google just hired their first developer with no college background. So yeah. it, the game is changing. The landscape is changing for it. And we, we talk about it, right? Hire for attitude. You can teach the skill. It's that Absolutely. attitude that got yes. you, all of us where we are is like having yeah. that proactive yeah. attitude, that good attitude. Well, wow. Amazing. All right. Yeah. So, so talking about the young folks, right? What, how could payroll pros really help attract new payroll talent? Something Max said, 
He said, we don't have to force people into payroll, but we need to make it visible for them. Yes. And mm -hmm. it's here as a career. And those things you said, it's a great road. So any ideas, like how could we attract? So throw the blade again. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's one way. <laughs> and so we all have, when I was young, I, what do you want to be when I grow up, when you grow up? I wanted to be an Olympic athlete. I threw shot put and discus. There is no professional area for that. So it was Olympics. A lot of people don't realize that career paths can take you to, to where you wanted to be as a little kid. I was done with softball when I was in eighth grade. So look at me. I am in the professional sports realm. I yes. think the other thing that us as payroll professionals have to be cognizant of is that a lot of times it's a kind of inside joke within the profession that we all fell into payroll or that we were voluntold to do payroll. That's all fine and dandy. And, and I think it, it's that bond we share, but we need to be careful about how that's interpreted externally. Yes. That people may be, ex may be thinking that, oh, it's not a good role to have right. because she's talking about how she fell into it. But once you tell somebody how you fell into it, make sure you tell them why you fell in love with it yep. and continue mm. to be a payroll professional. But that's a slogan there. That is. Tell them why you fell in. Tell them yeah. why you, why you fell, fell in love with it. Because oh, obviously, those of us that are advocates of the payroll profession, we're still here because we yes. fell in love with it. Our reasons why we fell in love with it may be a little different. Maybe it's because I need challenge. Maybe it's because you find it important to help people. And maybe someone else finds because it it saved them from a bad situation yep. they were in previously and got them out of it. You never yes. know what the true reasons are for why someone stays in a profession. Hopefully it's because of positive experiences. Yes. And we have to make sure that when we're talking about that to our circle of friends, our families, going to j career fairs, those types of things. We need to make sure that we're expressing how positive of an impact that the payroll department has, how now we have so much information about our employees that we can help executives make strategic decisions about the direction of a business. That's right. That's, that's right. It's growing. It's changing. So we have to make sure that we're giving it the positive spin that it has. Because even I still remember my first interaction here when I went through my, was my very last in-person panel interview. It was with the president of the organization at the time here at the Royals. And he said, why payroll? Payroll's not very sexy. And so I went on to explain why I love payroll. And then a couple of years ago, again, when Davidia from Executive Partners, her tagline is 
payroll is sexy. And it just, it was like a full circle moment at that point in time. We need to make sure that we're presenting payroll as being sexy. Payroll is fun. It's exciting. It's not the back office function it used to be. Yes. Amen to that. Just, we love that. Well said. Yes, that's awesome. All right. So we have a little game. Before we let you go, we have a little game that we've been playing with our guests. Okay. And it's called This or That. Nope, this or that. It's very fun and lighthearted. And you pick one or the other or neither or both, whatever you like. All right. Um, Well, I'll start it off and you finish it up. Sounds good. All right. Okay, here we go. One, two, three, four. Just eight. Eight. Okay. So, learning in a group or solo? Ooh. (laughs) Can we go with both? Yes, of course. There you go. Um, Because for me, a lot of times, I hear things in a group and I absorb that information and it intrigues me. And so then I take the opportunity to then go research or find out more information on my own because I may have missed something or misunderstood something in that conversation. So the group setting is very good. From the standpoint, you're hearing all different points of view. You're yep. hearing problems yep. or information that you may not have thought of. Yep. And it, and for me, then it's important to go and figure it out on my own. That's awesome. Yeah, nice. I just did something recently, too. So an attendee stumped me, and I was like, oh, wait. And I researched it, and it came back the next day, and I said, I got some info for you now. Yeah. Okay, next one. A night out or a night in? I probably already gave this away because yeah. I said I'm an introvert, introvert at my core. So typically I'm a night in. Okay. But I will, last night, it was a night out because Caitlin Clark from my college alma mater, I had to watch her break that scoring yes. NCAA scoring record. Nice. She's going to finish the game. She's okay. Wow. So, That's awesome. So I think. It depends on the situation and it depends on my mood, all those things. So okay. I'm not doing a very good job of choosing one or the other. No, it's okay. It's okay. it's okay. Fruits or veggies? I am a meat and potatoes kind of gal coming from Iowa. I will say probably more veggies. I like a good salad. Okay. The beach or camping? I'm going to go with camping. First of all, I have some great childhood memories from camping. Every once in a while, I'm like, I wish I would go camping again. And ultimately, if you go camping, you can find a beach. That's right. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Walt's going to finish it out. Baseball or footballs? Football. Oh, okay. Okay. I am a football girl. Yeah. She didn't say that, Royal. She didn't say that. Raider you Nation. Know, you know, I'm with you with the Raiders because you know who their head coach is, right? Now, AP? AP. He's a New York Giant. AP. That's yeah. right. All right. My bad. So. Go ahead. Well. Uh, sweet or savory? I'm going to go with sweet. Okay, I'll go with your, sweet. What's your favorite? But I have a sweet tooth. I think Brian has a sweet tooth as well. What's your favorite? So, specifically, I am a 
dark chocolate fiend. Ooh, healthy mm-hmm. chocolate too. Fancy. Oh yeah. And you put dark chocolate with strap with strawberries or red raspberries. There's no going back. Mm-hmm. No going back. That's all right. Yeah. Um, wine or sparkling cider? Yeah. I wish I could develop a want a taste for wine. I really want to. I just don't have that. I never been able to develop it. Me too. I try to do the same thing, but it's so tough. I'm gonna have to, really. It's neither. I'm <laughs> there you go. That's yeah. okay. Um, give me a good unsweetened iced tea, and you, and I'm good to go. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Finance or HR. So I am going to go with, I'm going to be a little controversial. I'm going to throw something in a little different. I think it should be payroll. That's right. Love that. I don't think, I think that because of our role and because of our information we deal with, we are always going to be a combination of finance and we're always going to be involved with hr so why do we have to be one or the other why shouldn't we be seen as our standalone we stand alone now have i ever been in that exact situation no yeah i tended to always report to finance and particularly here i think it does make sense for payroll to be part of finance just because of the sheer volume that's flowing through my hands that's right And the other reason I've always enjoyed being in finance is because I always feel like it's more about protecting the company's assets and it's very black and white. Whereas when you flow a little more to HR, depending on your HR group, it's more about how the employee feels. And so the black and white become gray. I don't do well in the gray area because it, becomes too much about interpretation mm-hmm. but at the end of the day i am a huge advocate we should be standalone i love it Amen. i love it you heard it here first jody parsons said it payroll yes. standalone that's right that's i'm with it i'm with it now we did we really you tend to be more black and white no gray and hey no your correction will be done on the next payroll for example whereas in hr it's more, let me see if I can pay today. Do you agree? I do to some extent. However, for me, it's been a progression through my career with the customer service side of it. When I was younger, I would be that hard-nosed, nope, you got to wait. You got to wait. But that's also how we sometimes get perceived as being heartless. Whereas you need to look at the circumstance Somewhat, for example, for a player here, for a major league player, missing a $50, $100 reimbursement or something being included on their check may not have a huge impact to them. My minor league player that is just during the offseason, they're getting $625 a week gross. Wow. $10 could make or break them. That's right. Yes. In a paycheck. So you have to be cognizant of who you're speaking with, 
Make sure you're working with them. Find out. Is it okay if we wait, wait. until the next payroll? If not, let me see what I can do for you. Yeah. yeah. We should, we as payroll professionals should have that heart, should have that compassion to know how much of an impact we have on people's lives and be willing to go, no pun intended, be willing to go to bat for them. <laughs> that's right. When that's going to create a hardship for them. We have to yeah. understand that. And that's also going to make a huge impact on how we as payroll professionals are viewed not only within our own organization, but that word spreads across to friends, family, and people are going to start understanding that we aren't heartless, that we don't intentionally mess up people's pay, that we're wanting to work with you as, as a coworker, as a teammate. To make sure that you can make rent, that you can put food on your table, yep. those types of things. So I understand where that history comes from. But for me to be the best payroll professional I can be, I have to be compassionate. I have That's to right. find my heart. That's right. I love it. Awesome. Well said. So, oh, such an awesome ending. And one more question. What was that? What was that last one for um, what parting words or advice would you to payroll pros that are just starting out or maybe having a rough go at the situation right now? I think the biggest thing is, is to remember your why, remember why you got into the payroll, seek out that, that circle of colleagues, make connections because we've all been there, all done that. So we can offer support. We can offer ideas. We can even just be the ear that listens if you don't want any feedback so that you have that vent. But make sure you're making those connections with other payroll professionals because we are a community. We are a family and we want what's best for one another. And we want you to be a part of it so we can make a positive impact across the board with our customers, which are our employees. So perfectly said. Thank you so much, Jody. We can't, oh my gosh, what a pleasure it's been to have you on, to talk Absolutely. to you in person. And oh man, it's wonderful. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you again for the invite. It's been great spending some time with you guys. Before we sign off, here are a couple of quick things. Don't forget to follow It's About Payroll on LinkedIn and It's About Your Paycheck on Facebook and TikTok. Thank you for being a part of our payroll community and thank you for being a part of this journey with us. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going.